Never done that before. What? You never asked if I was ready. Oh! Are you ready? Oh, oh yeah! Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira. And this is Anti-Wave. Yes, it is. A podcast all about the movies that help you prepare for the big film. All right, that's good. That's good. That's good. That's good on a couple no, of levels. That, you know why? Well, it, oh, that's good, Robert. Why? The, well, I'm supposed to go, and the reason you're well, saying that, or do you want to do that? What? You know why that's pretty good? Well, do you tell. Because not only does it help you prepare for, like, you know, it has to do with the movie, the movie that we're going to be right. reviewing this week. But? But short films are known historically to kind of help you prepare for your big break okay but i was on a different level of course with the content of the short right. meaning in preparation of this like has, a big date coming up if i don't you know if you've heard this, there's a, a phrase in film it's called a double meaning have you ever heard of that before well i, I know about double entendre yeah, then, so, well yeah yeah yeah, so. yeah. double I, that's like a is that like a steak entendre that you get at no a that's Mexican like restaurant yeah See, oh, that's an enchilada. See, that's an enchilada. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Feast on this. All right, <laughs> and that's real good, Robert. Because the reason you're saying that is this week the movie we're discussing is oh, what's it? oh, Training Wheels. Training Wheels. Can't wait to talk to you about that. Oh, yeah. Can't wait to talk to you about that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, oh, and the top five we're doing this week is I know. Date, date movies. movies. However, yeah. now you know where I'm going to go right now. Yep. With the expression date movies is an expression that means that to bring a date to go see a movie. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about existing movies that have at least one dating scene within it. That's right. But we still call it date movies because you yeah, like economy of words. Yeah. You don't want to say movies with a date scene. No, you don't like that. You want economy of words. That's clunky. Da- well, I know, but I was trying to come up with another, like, movies with dates. Never mind. Then it would be date mo- it's fine. Date well, that, that would just, How about dating that, movies? That would only be Indiana Jones and the... Uh, the well, no, no, no. It would be Raiders of the Lost Ark, right? Where the monkey dies and he says, bad date. Uh, I remember that. What, yeah. Was it eating a date? Yeah, the monkey ate the bad oh, dates. Right. Indiana Jones pops one in the air and he's about to eat one and his buddy grabs it midair. You know, I can relate to that. I've had some bad dates. <laughs> I bet you have. All right, all right, all right. Hey, man, right. what was our top five last you know week? I'll I, bet you don't remember. I, cop movies. Oh, you do? Well, it's at the top of our list. Oh, I've gotten very, no. very organized. Oh. But, you know, I love our listeners. Do you? I love our listeners. They're, You're they're the one. And and one of our favorite, our esoteric listener, first of all, congratulations, she said, to Robert and Spouse for the miracle of their lives. I think she's talking oh, just about... just being, being alive? She actually was referring to your... Uh, uh, my dick? The, your girls. Your, oh, oh, your girls, oh. Yeah. Anytime I hear a miracle, I just yeah. automatically... And she wrote, get ready for an exciting future. Okay. Um, and she put down LA Confidential, Internal Affairs, uh-huh. Seven, Dirty Harry, No Country for Old Men. Oh, nice. And our favorite listener said, oh, this is good heat, point break, narc, rush, mm-hmm. and her husband chimed in with The Fugitive. No. And um and 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 then the husband went on and said Magnum Force, he said Robocop, of course, mm-hmm. Lethal Weapon one, forty eight hours one and speed, Demolition Man was discussed, and 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 also one of our favorite listeners said for his top five, Real Men, it was the first buddy cop movie I saw as a huge fan of I never saw real I don't know the movie. Super Troopers. Oh yeah. Fun way to kill a couple of hours. The other guys That's a good one. Because nobody messes with Gator, he said. <laughs> uh you would like the other guys. It's a definitely uh it's a buddy cop uh 
Uh, Shane Black, the same guy that did. Oh, Shane Black. Oh, yeah. He was hot back then. He did Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, traffic severely underrated, he yeah. said. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what he said? He said, even though people didn't misspell it, uh, Reservoir Dogs, maybe uh, the best undercover movie Res- ever. Res- Reservoir Res- Reservoir Yum, yeah, yeah. And he had a couple of scoops. He said, Nice Guys. Are you familiar with that movie? Oh, wait. What? That's what I was thinking of was the nice guys. Oh, you were guys. thinking of nice guys. The other guys. The other guys, right. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the other, right. uh, that's another comedy uh, uh, the comedy cop movie. Okay, good. Out of sight. Out of sight. Great. I'm surprised yeah. you didn't mention that one, did yeah, you? I forgot Your about that. Your favorite director in that one. And then another listener did say congrats to the two of you with your congratulations with your with your growing family mm-hmm. uh, and then she said no particular Donnie Brasco oh, that's good. in the heat of the night mm-hmm. yeah Silence of the Lambs mm-hmm. Maltese Falcon Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and yeah. Dragnet I, I'm surprised you that was 1987 spoof movie remember yeah I, uh, with uh, Dan Aykroyd Dan and, Aykroyd Tom, and Hanks, right? Tom Hanks right right Friday Joe Friday just the facts ma'am da 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 I wish our listeners could see this incredulous look like, oh, God, he's doing it again. Dun, maybe, dun, we need to, maybe we need to start live streaming this. What oh, do you think, think about I'd like that. Should we start doing as a podcast? Maybe yeah. we should ask the listeners. I would, would this work as a video uh, podcast? Should huh. we start looking at doing that? I think, yeah. That means I'd have to comb my hair and put my clothes on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you guys think? Should we do it or should we not? Okay, Let the vote, vote is open. Yeah, right. cast your vote. Right hey. now, three Ethiopians. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, see, Ira, they could... Ira, Ira, that's disrespectful. You're right. Ethiopians don't have internet. Come on. <laughs> they can't. They don't have YouTube. Um, they're, they're having to download old episodes of this that get shipped over to them. They're burned on CDs. Anyway, you want to talk about uh, training wheels? Yeah. Burned on Blu-ray, please. We'd want Blu-ray. Oh, I want state of the art. Wow. If we're gonna do this, oh yeah. Okay. Hey, Robert. Yes. Talk us through it. All right. Training Wheels is a 15-minute short film, which you can find online. There's a couple different websites that host it, and it is a uh, story about a socially inept woman who has a big date coming up. She has 48 hours to get prepared for this big date, so she goes to a website called Casanovas and orders a. Uh, a date from Casanova's that she can pay to basically kind of prepare her for this upcoming date and future relationship because she's pretty sure that the date is going to turn into a relationship. So she wants to know how the fighting works and how, how she should behave and everything else. And, um, and so wouldn't you know it, of course the guy shows up and we already know where this is going. She winds up falling in love more for the, the hired guy than her actual date. It's got a little bit predictable in that sense. A little, Sorry, go ahead. No, oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, I, I, and that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's the it. Movie. Well, I've been waiting for this moment. Okay. First, let me say that I did send Robert a text. I think yesterday, saying, "So this movie is like a, a Sundance darling," and all Robert wrote back was, "Yeah." That's it. You wrote back, "Yeah." I actually really liked this. No, movie. you didn't. I really liked it a lot. <laughs> but you really wrote fun. yeah, which I interpreted I just as meaning said, yeah. just no, not yes, but yeah. I hadn't seen you it. liked this. I hadn't seen it when you asked me. Oh, mm-hmm. you liked it? I did. I liked it a lot. Wow! I found I laughed a couple Wha- times out loud. Yeah, it was a short film. This did not need to be a feature length. This needed to be a short. They did the right thing. It was just a short, fun little movie. 
Oh boy, you did not like this movie. It's not often that we really disagree. We really do. Okay, well let's hear yeah. about it. Why? Yeah. Why did you not like it? You know, it bothered me the fact that it was in a Sundance darling and I was expecting something a little bit more provocative, something a little bit more textured, something where we really talked about the human condition. I found this to be highly predictable, mm -hmm. so highly predictable that here we have this this female who's socially inept and we know that we know that at the end it's the guy that she, the, the training wheel guy, that they're going to find that they like each other quite a lot and that we know that her big date is going to be a bomb, it's going to be a bust. We know that. And I just thought the whole thing was light and frivolous and didn't say much about anything. Do you remember what I said two years ago when 2020 was happening and, this and fits that example. Rome was burning? And I said, yeah. wait, because there's going to be a whole new wave of these very fun, easy breezy movies that are that's all that's going to come into fashion. It's just something nice and easy. Let's get a little bit of a break. Yeah, I want my 15 minutes back. You want the dark, heady stuff that's like... Not dark and heady. I, you, I know you can even appreciate what I'm saying, even I if can. you disagree. Even if you disagree. Not dark and heady, but I wanted something more revelation, more textured, where it just says a, a, a better core thesis. And it was so... I can't get stop using the word predictable. I we would definitely agree with you there. Way. It was predictable. And you I mean, know exactly what's going to happen. I, I, I just thought, oh, this was like the big... Sundance movie well, short. Let's, let's I, try I, to find some middle ground here. Yeah. Okay. Can you appreciate that? Do you? What did you think about the acting? Was yeah, the acting I thought. Bad? You know what? I, somehow I thought he, the training wheel guy, was a little bit of a cartoon, a little bit of a caricature, a bit of a stereotype. Mm -hmm. I liked her more. By the way, we should say she also wrote it and directed mm -hmm. it. That was her film, and I thought she was she was quite charming and mm -hmm. fine in the role. Um, Even the way she was sitting there waiting for her big date with her arms out like her haunches she just like was sitting awkwardly and yeah it was i think she did a good job of i do too being awkward yeah and and not i don't know it, it was a little over the top not so much so that it was like what is this it was within the scope of believability yeah. of their world right their comedic world yes i thought she was fine i don't know i felt that he was a bit of a caricature hmm. I don't know. yeah yeah i felt like he was in the same universe. Yeah. You know what I was thinking? Huh. You, you're going to appreciate this. What if it was switched? What if a guy mm. was to rent a girl to practice on for the first big, for the big date? And you know what, Robert, with what's going on out there with the woke reaction, people would find that highly offensive. Mm. Isn't that interesting? I wonder if I agree with that. I feel like that kind of movie has been done before, right? Can't Buy Me Love, that's essentially what it was. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't quite the same mechanism, but he basically like learns how to have a have a girlfriend and then becomes super popular. Right, right. Um, I think the premise would be criticized today. Probably, but I also think that people just criticize anything. anything. I mean, what mm -hmm. movie doesn't have criticism anymore? Right, it's always right. just like... Uh, Oh, well, I'm outraged. And it's like, and by the way, I want to say this because you were telling me earlier there's a movie that we're going to talk about in the news today that has some outrage of this very thing, which mm -hmm. I won't spoil right now. We'll, mm -hmm. we'll leave that for a little bit later. But I think yet again, it, it, every single movie is having these people getting, getting upset over nothing. 
it eventually is going to water down when people need to be upset <laughs> over <laughs> something. <laughs> right? When somebody makes Birth of a Nation Part 2 and everyone gets all upset about, oh, that's racist. And, okay, who fucking cares? Because you've been crying wolf for so many times that we don't, we don't listen to you anymore. Be careful what you wish for, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's not going to stop the mass consumption of media. All, all it's going to do is just water down the alarm message. Right. Right. So could this be done today? Yes, I do think it could, but it, it flipped. I mean, like what you're suggesting. Um, it probably would receive some criticism. May not get the Sundance darling uh, kind of accolades that this one does. But um, yeah, maybe. I thought it was funny. I thought there were a couple of really you know, good goofs. All right, I'll tell you what. You're yeah. looking for a middle ground, and I think I can help with this middle ground where we can come together. It was light and frothy. Well, what's frothy? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just like saying that I word. I mean, my smoothie is frothy, mm, but frothy. I, don't, I don't know if it my movies bubbly. are frothy. It, was, it, was, it, was, it made me smile, even though I knew where it was going to go. Yeah. Would I it, was looking for something, again, more... If, more edgy, more provocative, more... If I hadn't told you that it made it into You know what? Dance, that's a really good point. Yeah. If I just yeah. said, here's a new yeah. movie that I think came out. Perhaps I would have liked it more. Really? Yeah, maybe. Huh. Yeah, expectations expectation? got lofty. Hmm. Expectations got that's lofty. That's interesting. Hmm? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Oh, man, I really thought we would disagree on this. I thought we would agree yeah. on this. Yeah. I really enjoyed I, it. You really... I, I, you I put down for what? The best movie you've seen of the year? Best movie <laughs> I've seen ever. This, no. <laughs> Uh, I I think one thing that I am much more tolerant about I, I have I'm very I, I feel very similar to you about movies that are super predictable. I don't have a lot of patience for them, but if it's a short film, I'm more accepting of that because at least you're not wasting an hour and a half to say something that you could have said in 15 minutes. All right, Agreed. you want to tell the same story we've heard a million times? Just do it quickly. Like let's be done with it. And I felt like this was. This was economy of storytelling. It was kind of the beat of threes. There were three kind of um, like uh, like there was a, a three different days. It was like a, it was very structured writing. You know, it was it was all like uh, set up and and this middle conflict and con- climax and then the ending kind right. of paid off exactly right. how you right. would expect. Right. Uh, but it it's a short film, and to me, it also seems like that's good training ground. For being able to make a bigger film, I can appreciate that, but it bothered me in the first seven minutes. I knew I was going to end. I, I just felt well, that's halfway through the movie. You're right. I should say in the first three <laughs> minutes, not seven. You're right. In the first three minutes, I knew I was going to end, and yeah. you did too. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah, clever title though. We have a movie that with yeah. a good title finally. Yeah. Training wheels. Training wheels. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. Yeah. I, to, the part where she comes out for the first time on their date. Yeah. And she looked hot. Well, she did until she got close. And then she sat down on their first date, right? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, wow, she really looks good. And yeah. then she gets closer and you're like, oh, no, you're a mess. And she had like, she was talking about watching these the YouTube tutorials. And she's like, uh, you know, I learned how to put makeup on. It seems like you got to put all the highlights in the right areas. And her boobs had this very clear, like, makeup line to accentuate what cleavage she had. <laughs> so funny. And they did the punch-in close-up of her face. And all the makeup is not blended well. And it's just, it, it was a really nice subtle gag that wasn't as over the top as I would have expected someone else to have made it. Yeah. Yeah. It was done just right. Yeah. Yeah. 
It was there. It was it was still within the world of believability. I could imagine a socially inept woman actually trying to do the makeup this way and it looking like that. And people going, what the fuck is she doing? I can imagine that. As opposed to like, okay, no human being is actually going to put like clown makeup on. So, yeah, I thought it was done just right. Yeah. I enjoyed it. There's a line that I did like. I mean, I'm, I don't know what I'm going to do for a money shop, but there was something where they were, her home is cluttered. Remember this in the first third? Mm-hmm. Cluttered home. Mm-hmm. And um, he's looking at her stuff and he says, well, wow, you really do enjoy reading dishwasher manuals. I thought that was very funny. Yeah. She just had manuals of, you know, appliances out on tables and stuff. I figured you would have liked it because there were some parallels to your own life. Oh, I was wondering if you're going to make a couple of things. What are you trying to say? Well, there were a couple of, of things that, you know, she. Would I, do you see me as the main character or as the, as the, uh, the practice guy? The main character. Oh, I see me as the practice guy. As the practice guy. No. Maybe. Yeah. The the main uh, Casanova's guy, the the big, you know, hulky uh, hunk. He was from Crashing. Have you? Did you ever watch Crashing? No. Do you know about that show? I don't. It was an HBO show where, um, oh, what's his name? I gotta think of his name. Uh, Pete Holmes is a stand-up comedian, and it's a bit autobiographical. But it's he gets a divorce from his wife. And starts sleeping on couches and decides that he wants to get into stand-up comedy. And it's kind of like his beginnings of, of becoming um, a stand-up in New York. And so this guy, the guy who played uh, the the Casanova's, uh, I don't know, what, what do you call that? Like dial-a-date guy or whoever. The guy that shows up to train her how to date. Mm-hmm. He plays Pete Holmes's wife's new boyfriend. And he's very like into tantric sex and like come on why don't you be part of us and spiritually it's okay he's very funny in that show it's a really really good show so hmm anyway what's his name do you have his name in front of you uh george basil hmm yeah 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 uh you know what this cute i'll go there that's as far as i'm going yeah okay yeah that's all i was gonna watch it a second time but i didn't want to lose another 15 minutes so you're gonna watch just, it twice. Yeah, I watched it for a movie you didn't like. Yeah, for why see it again? I thought is there something here I'm not getting? It was cute, light, frothy. Supports I thought, your I thought it was of, really cute. Yeah. I, I guess I I like I agree. I think it was cute and light. Not disagreeing with you there, but I thought it was really cute. You know, this is her second short. She made one just prior to that. Oh, did she? Yes, and this was an immediate follow up, like a few months later. So I don't know. So she's the training uh, wheels too. Electric blue. <laughs> I like that movie, Electric mm-hmm. Boogaloo. I don't know. Yeah. No. No. Man, I thought we'd agree. Oh, Is wow. it anti-wave? I don't know. Wow, uh, no, you don't even care. Yeah, I, I kind of checked. Uh, uh, all right. Let's see. No. 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 Wait no. a minute. This is the most non-anti-wave. In fact, I'm going to flip it. What elements about this film are anti-wave? It's a short film. It's a short that's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I'm really scratching my head trying to think yeah. of what else would be. Yeah, everything else is predictable and the sweet. It, it, it's, yeah. 
And I guess both characters have flaws and issues, as we learn. I mean, I think, and, I, and, I, but by nature of it being a short film, mm-hmm. it's independently financed. There is an, there is a level of independence to this movie that you can feel. It's a small crew. It's a small mm-hmm. cast. It's this is independently made, but it's made independently to to be a Hollywood style film, right? I mean, if if given enough budget, right, and and enough of a leash in with the writing, I could see them trying to make this into a feature film. So anyway, no, wouldn't work. Is it ninety minutes? No, it no, wouldn't work. It'd be a- well, it wouldn't work, right? I right. mean, they, but I could see people trying, right? Yeah, right. I could imagine them stretching it out. Well, oh, we disagree. Okay, light and frothy, money shots. I laughed out loud at that one beat in the cluttered room. Wow, you sure like collecting dishwasher manuals, don't you? That was a very funny line. I, I did, that's yeah, not a money it. shot. That's a money line of dialogue. That's okay. Um, I'll take that. That's what I'm coming. We've done up money with. audio with, before. Yeah, yeah, money audios. Yeah. yeah. I think for me, it's going to be the the makeup when she sits down yeah, for the first yeah, time. Yeah. But also when he emerges for the first time, like she orders him. And as soon as she hits enter, he just emerges in the door behind her in this big like fog yeah, emerges yeah, from yeah, the yeah, door yeah. and like a yeah. pink light surrounds him. And he's there and takes her and ravishes her. And it, it does. He has a hell of an entrance. So. I, don't know. I could see myself being loaned out as a, a training wheel, if you will, that uh, a maybe, third wheel. I'm sorry. Th- <laughs> maybe there'd be a service teaching women how to be and how to behave on dates. And then it's like I'm there to coach them and they can practice on me and then go out on a big, big, important date. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. OK. Yeah. Anyway, what did you see this week? No. Yes. No. Yes. You're doing it backwards again. No. Robert. Okay. I'll, I'll give you a few minutes to figure out that I'm right. Oh, you know what? You're right. <laughs> but first, this segment is sponsored by... AVGearGuy.com. Do tell. AVGearGuy.com has over 30 years in the experience of business... Experience of business, Ex- business of experience of transferring all of your non-digital media to digital media. Mm. This is all of your old slides, mm-hmm. your old home movies, yeah. the 1950s, yeah. all of your negatives, all of that stuff. You send it over to avgearguy.com. You pay him just a little bit of money. He'll transfer them for you. Take it from the analog over to the digital so you can share them with your friends and family on the internet. Wouldn't it be weird if you went from the digital to analog? What if you do it backwards? We Don't. About this. I know. You can do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. I know. We talked about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. nobody does, yeah. but you could. I know. I wouldn't do that. Yeah. And he's extremely reasonably priced. We're both clients of his. You know, he's less expensive than Costco. He's got state-of-the-art equipment. And if you mention our podcast, you know what happens? What? You get a 5% discount off of the prices on his website, avgearguy.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. Who's going first? I'll try to go first. Did I talk about Aaron Brockovich last week? Yes. Yes, and I made the shallow, superficial comment. Best part of that movie was the short skirts, and you like looked at me like you're looking at me now. So yeah, we talked about it last week. Mm. Yeah, I know you liked it a lot. I didn't see too much this time. week. Um, oh, I, I don't, I've been busy with triplets. With what? Whatever. Yeah. It shows your your allegiance to the <clears> podcast. <throat> yeah, get your priorities together. I'm trying. Okay, I will tell you the little bit that I saw. Do tell. Um, I'd watched uh, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. 
Rudolph with, with Burl Ives. Reindeer yeah. Yeah. had a very shiny nose. And you know, Madeline likes that, yeah. and so she wants to watch that occasionally. I have a couple a couple of thoughts about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. About first of all, I think it is a little bit of a problem. I told my wife, I said, I don't want her watching this anymore because there needs it needs to be special. Remember when it came on during Christmas and it was a, it was exciting. It was like, oh, Rudolph is coming on. And you had to be there. You had to make sure. You, but now, because it's on DVD, you can watch it every Friday if you want. And I feel like, no, nah, we should only really bust these out at Christmas time. You know, like you, sure, we've got it on DVD and we can bring it out whenever we want. You know, and this supports something you said months ago on the podcast, and it's so very true. The thinking about it, like a favorite TV show, and as all our listeners know, The Fugitive, and it's available on DVD, and it was more exciting to watch it once a week, a different episode. It really supports that. <laughs> yeah. Of course, Rudolph is Christmas, and it makes it even more special. But to watch, like, to binge on something like The Fugitive and watch three episodes in one afternoon and three more the next day, that it gets a little bit, it, it's less special. Right. Instead of something to look forward to. Well, I think I was listening to an interview with John Schneider from uh, from Dukes of Hazard, and he was saying the same thing. He was like, "Yeah, there's all all these people are now rediscovering Dukes of Hazard, and there's you know on on DVD and Blu-ray, and I guess there's some streaming services that have it and things like that." But he said that the what he recommends to anybody whenever they ask him about it is just watch one episode a week, right. just same right. way that it was before. Right. I just kind of slow it down a little bit. And I think there's some real benefit to that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So anyway, um, but there's that. And the other thought that I have, whenever I watch it, and I've thought this every time I've, I've seen it in the past few years, everyone's such an asshole in that movie. The, like, Santa is a total dick. He's <laughs> really mean. He's just mean to everybody. And every single character is a huge asshole or... They're like the victims of of like domestic abuse or something. They're just like cowering and like, oh, oh okay, I'm so sorry. It's one or the other. I don't know what these people were on that made these movies, but like you know, Rudolph is what Donner's uh, son, and Donner's a fucking dickhead. He's like, well, no son of mine is gonna look like this. Here, put some mud on your nose. Fuck you. Like, why don't you love your son? I never saw it. You you never saw it? I never saw it. No, you don't like movies. Yeah, I don't like movies. Donner was like the Donner Party. Yes, the they, Donner they Party. They ate Rudolph. That's they what I'm talking Ru- about. But Ira. the only thing left was his nose. You just sang Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You you just sang it. You know the names of the reindeer, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Blitzen and a few others. They're all called Blitzen and a few others. That's what they are. <laughs> Blitzen and a. F- few others <laughs> yeah not do it with a burl ives sound you know? <laughs> and a few but every you watch that movie That's i'll, I'll make you watch yeah. it at some point yeah. and you'll be yeah. like why are they all so mean just let's do that, that at christmas time things that everybody yeah we'll do that yeah things that everyone says uh in that that movie they'll just turn to each other and and they'll just say something that's really dickheadish yeah so i saw that i also saw uh a TV show that was on in the background called uh, 60 Days In. And this is like an undercover boss, but for prisons, where they send people into prison and uh, kind of report back to the sheriff and the, the um, what's the guy who, the, that starts with the letter M. Hmm. The guy who runs the prison. What's it called? The, 
With an M? Marshall. M- no. What? Yeah. What's the word I'm thinking of? Uh, runs a prison with an M? Yeah, the so. maitre d'? Yes, the maitre d'. <laughs> so the maitre d' of the prison. <laughs> Warden. That's what I'm thinking of. Warden. Oh, yeah. M, W. Yeah. Well, it's upside down. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the waiter d <laughs> of the prison. Anyway, so he... Uh, he and the sheriff working together and they've got all these people that kind of go in undercover and then report back what are the problems with the prison and uh, it's always the problems with the staff are awful they're poorly trained no one you know qualified really wants the job the people who do have the job are shitty at it there's all these drugs that are being brought in shanks everything else it's really interesting to see them i mean a lot of them tap out so they anybody who does it has the ability to like leave the project at a certain point but man, you, you really start to imagine yourself being put in that situation of like, how would I deal with prison? Mm. Could you see me there in that prison? Not willingly. I, I mean, can I see you in prison? Yes, I could definitely see you going to prison. Yeah. Uh, but not not willingly. Mm. I'm think, surprised you're not in prison. Do you think I'd bond with the other inmates? D- do, but do define they, bond. Do, I mean... <laughs> Does being fucked in the ass mean bonding? No, I was thinking of like game night. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, then yes, I do see you bonding. I definitely yeah. don't see you getting raped. Okay. Anally, okay. Possibly. Feel bad. No, the, and, and I don't, I, I do think that the, the issues of male rape in, in prison, I think are much overblown, although right. I'm sure it happens. Right, right. Um, but, you know, I do see you being uh, called do boys and do boys are, basically like the bitch of not so much like you have to suck dick and get fucked in the ass but more of like wash my dishes go get my food and it's if you don't then i'm gonna beat the shit out of you but if you do it i'll protect you and you're my do this do that you're my do boy i could definitely see you being a do boy yeah yeah but you'd be there as to protect you'd be my do boy (laughs) you know what i already am (laughs) all right move on to the next story bitch (laughs) <laughs> so no go what did you see this week? okay all right uh, i have three movies i want to mention there's something i stumbled upon on my good friend amazon prime and this is called what other couples do uh, did it do what it's what, supposed uh, to do no great moving on no next no movie. no but listen this is an intriguing premise listen do no, boy <laughs> four married couples play a kissing game we're at a party they're all in someone's home and they go into a closet for seven minutes of heaven. Mm-hmm. They could do anything they want. Jealousy ensues. Mm-mm-mm. What a movie. And it did do what it's supposed to do. Obviously, it created a lot of discomfort, a lot of friction, couples leaving, blah, 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 blah. But then the second... Did anybody have sex in seven minutes? Oh, yeah. Did they? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Huh. But then there was the jealousy of the spouse to deal oh. with. Yeah. Them bitches weren't happy. I saw another movie called Go Back to China. Somehow the title just resonated with me about a young girl trying to make it here. And she realizes that she needs to be back in China to help her father with a toy manufacturing company. Plot twist. She's actually German. But <laughs> go back to China. My third and final movie. Yeah. It's something that really was fascinated by. Carnival Story. 
Now, this stars Ann Baxter. Maybe that's a familiar name to you, Robert? Uh, she did a lot familiar. of films in the 50s and the 40s and the 60s. I said those out of order. 40s, 50s, and 60s. And it was a circus movie. Like Betty Page kind of movies? Well, no, it wasn't that kind of. Uh, scantily clad women in high heels with fishnet stockings. Yeah, I wish. Maybe the sequel. But this is called Carnival Story. And I, I always liked Ann Baxter. And what's unique about this? You're going to find this very interesting. They filmed two movies simultaneously, one in English and the other in German, because it was an American-German production. And sometimes in this, obviously it was the American version that I watched, but some of the characters were speaking German. And I read it in Wikipedia that in the German version, every now and then they'd have characters talking in English. So it was a little bit of overlapping. Wow. But they did two versions. The now, was it the same line? Like, did they invert yeah, the same yes, lines? Yes, yes. And... And the German version was called Circus Love, Circus Love. Huh. Our version was called Carnival Story, and it had to do with a, a married couple who were at the top of a, um, a high platform and would dive into a shallow pool. And, and then, well, what do you know? There's a love triangle going on, and the bad guy... He broke one of the tiers. That's the tiers when you take steps going up the ring rungs, rungs of a ladder, yeah. and then he, the good guy, fell to his death. And Ann Baxter was upset, and she knows who did it. But she's oddly attracted to the bad guy after all. So it's very melodramatic. It's cheesy, but somehow I enjoyed watching it. I was riveted for an hour and a half. Mm -hmm. Circus story. Have you seen these previews for RRR? No, no, no. What? Uh, it's a RRR. Yeah, it's an Indian film. Yeah, that has been getting a lot of uh, play. People have been talking about it a lot, and it's it's one of the first big movies to. It's a movie that's having a big breakthrough into American cinema. So it's a Bollywood production, but it's um, it's like one of the most expensive Indian films ever made, and it's huge and spectacular and big, and everybody is in love with it. Wow. And I, I haven't seen it. I've seen the trailer. I've seen a bunch of reviews of people talking about it. And I just, just have no interest in this movie. And I, I don't know. It's, Cause you don't like, I don't Indians. know why what you just said rubbed off. Well, that's part of it, You don't like, Indians. but it also just, it's so big and fantastical. Like these, it's everything I hate in movies. It's a musical where they bur burst out into song for no reason. Um, it's the, the crazy, unbelievable fight scenes that I don't really enjoy in the first place. It's like, it's a romance that's crammed into a war movie that doesn't belong. And it, it's, as, it's as if someone said, let's make a list of every type of, of quality about a movie that Robert doesn't like and we're going to make that movie. Hmm. And it's getting... A lot of really rave reviews. Yeah, because it it made it into like a major release in R R R. Yeah, is it the letter R? No, it's the pirate A R. I was gonna say yeah. Is there a big Bollywood dance number at the end where the camera swoops up and we have this Busby Berkeley like just one? No, I think that happens quite a bit, and I'm being serious. Yes, wow, it does. Has a lot of those. Let's review it next no. week. No, to be honest with you, movie. to be honest with you, I did think about making that a a movie that we review because I was like, uh, there's something that needs to be said. We've never reviewed a Bollywood movie, right? 
Um, I don't like Bollywood. I, I've, I've tried numerous times to watch these movies, and I just, it's not my cup of tea. I just can't handle it. But then and I thought, well, okay, here's one that's very culturally relevant. It's one that is being brought up a lot. But I just, I have no desire to see this movie. Robert, what was the name of the Indian film about 10 years ago about the game show on, on uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Millionaire? Uh, Bang, no, what was Bangkok called? Millionaire. What's Slumdog Millionaire. Mm-hmm. So that's right. Yeah. Did you like that? No. See, I did. And it did have a dance number at the end, didn't it? Yes, it did have an extravagant ending that in way. The, uh, in the subway. Yeah, that's right. That's right. You didn't like that movie? No. Mm. Yeah. I, I can't think of a single Indian film I've ever seen that I've enjoyed. I, I just do not like their cinema. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I think we just lost some listeners. All of our Indian listeners. Believe me, they, they, they don't like me. I don't like them. It's fine. Even the Ethiopians are shaking their head in disgust right now. <laughs> well, look, I'm not saying I, I don't like them, although I don't like them, but I don't like their, their cinema. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. You know, it's just. You don't find it vibrant and dynamic and alive well, I, and a celebration of what it is to be. No. It is. I just don't enjoy yeah. that process. Yeah. Okay. I like movies that are dark and miserable. Or if you're going to do that, keep it under 15 minutes. I was just going to say, I was about to say, yeah, and you liked, um, whatever was it called? Startup? No, what was the expression? The movie title that you liked so much? <laughs> no, I didn't like it. But I liked the title. But not the movie. Yeah, but the movie title that you like so yeah. much. Wait, what's that called? The bike. When you have the training bike. wheels. <laughs> training wheels, which was a clever title. But I just yeah. Like, what a great title. Yeah, just but, sticks but, in your brain. But I lock. I block. Thirty the seconds movie. later, I block. I block the movie. I block the movie. Therefore, the title didn't make any sense. But it was a good title. I just didn't like the movie. All Yay! right. All right. That's what you saw. Man, we found yeah. a whole tra- new lows tra- in this tra- episode, Ira. Trading wheels. We, we, Trading wheels. Oh, clearly, our memory is not sufficient. Did we you ride your, did you ride your bike? I can't remember the name of the movie that we're here to, <laughs> to review. I clearly have a racist tendency towards all yeah. Bollywood films. I think we should start all over. Let's oh, just wait, start all over. Are we recording this one? No. I haven't even hit record button. Did, did you uh, ride your bike when you learned how to ride a bike with training wheels? I did. I no, that. I don't think I did. No, I think- seriously, I did. I believe you did. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure your parents didn't take them off to you no, when you were 17. No but, no, but I want to tell you a really sweet story. Uh-huh. When I was outside, uh-huh. when I was like a little kid, my uh-huh. dad, was, and we, I had the training wheels. And as you know, they're on each side of the bike and raised just a few inches higher. Than, yeah. So they weren't. So if you just tilted, then the training wheel would activate. Right. And my dad was, that's good, son. That's good, son. And I come back and he'd make adjustments. And you know what he did? You know where this is going. He took them off. And he didn't tell me. Mm-hmm. And he said, all right, just try it one more time before we stop. And I drove, uh, and I rode my bike back. And he said, good job. You know what? You did that without training wheels. I said, oh, dad. I punched him out. But no, it was a very sweet story mm-hmm. that he took them off without telling me. So good my, thing I didn't fall. Now, if I fell. Yeah. Well, then he'd feel badly because I scraped my knee. My dad taught me to ride a bike. And he kind of did something similar. He had me ride around in a circle. And we went over this one area of the neighborhood, kind of a cul-de-sac. And we're riding a circle. It was, he did it, showed me in an afternoon how to ride it. And I got on the bike, and he held the back kind of like underneath the seat, like the, the butt of the seat. And he held the back, and I would go, and he would hold it, and he would kind of balance it for me. And I would tell him, you know, don't let go, don't let go. And he's like, oh, it's okay. And then I, he let go without telling me. And then he was like, you're doing it. And I was like, what? I am. And I just looked back and I was, 
he was gone. He was behind me. I was like, wow. How about that? It was just, and I remember doing it in a, about, it seemed like about an hour. Yeah. For a full hour. You're, you know, you're going to do the same thing with your triplets. Have my dad hold their bike seat? You're yeah, need probably. a lot of training wheels. <laughs> a lot of training wheels? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, uh, did we, did we oh, review your oh, movies? Oh, did we ever? Yeah, my, my three. Yeah, yeah, Carnival Story. Okay, good. Was it any good? Well, yeah, I like the movie a lot. I like it more than Training Wheels. Oh. Yeah. It didn't Olympics. put you to sleep? Sleep? No. Hmm. No, it didn't put me to sleep. Hmm. I just wanted to know if you had to snooze. No, didn't have to snooze. Although I got a little bit tired, like with Training Wheels, I was getting a little bit snooze. Yeah, I was. Hey, you know what? Sometimes it's really good to snooze. We all need a good snooze. But... Let me, I digress, because you know what, Robert? It's time for In the News. Yes. Yeah, it's twice in a row, man. Fucking A. <laughs> That's twice in, good, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, what happened this week? Yeah, yeah, all right, here you go. Number one. So remember we talked about Batgirl last week and mm-hmm. how it was um, canceled? Mm-hmm. I got to tell you now, there's a woke movement. Oh, oh there's a woke movement now. And here I didn't know go. this, but evidently Batgirl was being played by a Latina actress. So now we have part of the minority afro latina afro, was that right i think so oh even more so so now we have our minority communities up in arms saying it was canceled because of this you it's, know that they're not actually up in arms about well, this right yeah. like it's this is for people who are very very vocal and and they're trying to represent the entire latino community yeah, most people don't care nobody gives most a people shit. don't care anyway I thought you'd enjoy hearing that. How dare you cancel this movie? Yeah, well, we finally get a half-black, half-Latina Batgirl, and the movie's not going to be seen by anyone. How fucking perverse is this universe now that that Warner Brothers can't... They can't win. Like, think about about what this means. If they stopped and actually considered the ramifications of of what they're doing, this means that Warner Brothers is going to be less likely to put minorities into film projects because now they they're damned if they do and they're damned if they don't they can't even use the release strategy that they wanted to use which is to either not release it or to pretend to not release it to build up some buzz about it so it's like okay well we can't even do that anymore yeah yeah you're making it a liability to have to use a minority right so what are you doing yeah yeah how about that i thought you'd appreciate that latest cry is it not warner brothers movie did they not pay for it do they not get to decide what to do with their own entertainment right when did this become when when is it that the people determine the release schedule of movies and everything else like let this company do what they want to do right if you don't like their movies don't watch their movies that's how it's always worked that's capitalism baby yeah i know this is not movie by democracy that's not how this works yeah now, if Batgirl were played by a, a Jew, oh, cancel it! <laughs> instead of instead of throwing stars, she has like the Star of David that she throws out. Hey, oi. Oi, you bad people, go away already! Oh, who uh, wants who bats? This? Oi. 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 Having a hard day. Oi. Okay, hey, this is, this is kind of interesting. You ready yeah. for this? Yeah, it finally happened, my friend. Ne- Nielsen made the following statement. You're going to appreciate this. Okay. Yeah, we crossed a threshold. In America, Okay. the number of uh, TVs uh-huh. that are uh, shows that are being watched, you know where I'm going? No, I don't. For the first time, 
streaming service uh, is more is of a greater number than broadcast and cable. Yeah. Boom. And you know what? It really is quite a revolution that we are experiencing. It, it is profound that in they, they again they're very cautious now they worded it in the United States. Yeah, streaming content for the first time is actually greater than broadcast and uh, and cable. How about that? It's um I think I mentioned it before. Back in the early 90s, there were these commercials that AT&T put out. And I think I might have even played some of them for you. But they were kind of like, um, they were predicting the future. It was like, here's what's going to happen. And there were things that in the 90s seemed fucking wild. Like, this is the future. There was one, the one that always stuck out in my mind is there was a guy that was like, uh, in kind of an outdoorsy outfit and he's on this lake like a dock on the lake and he looks down at his watch like dick tracy Mm -hmm. and he has this conversation on his watch with the wife and the infant and she's like tucking him into bed and she's like do you want to say good night before she goes to bed yeah sure hi you know he's like out in the middle of the wilderness and he's having this conversation with his family back home but then there were others too there was like a guy who um drives through a toll booth but doesn't even stop at the toll booth he just zips right through but they still get their toll beep beep charges yeah and there was another one where the guy's out on the uh it says like have you ever sent a fax from the beach and a guy sends a fax while he's like in this like cabana it looks like a uh, a corona beer commercial or something where he's like out on this like crystal blue beach uh you know and, and he's sending this fax over and basically he's using what is a rudimentary iPad, right? That's kind of what they're, that's how they build it was like sending a fax from the beach, but it wasn't really a fax. It was this drawing that he had made and it was basically through an iPad, but yeah. iPad hadn't even been yeah. invented. Yeah. All of those things that we think of as having like, that's so futuristic. were now there. Yeah. One of those things was, wouldn't you like a movie anytime you want it? Yeah. And then the kids are watching. I don't think it was Star Wars, but it was made to be Star Wars. Like, let's watch this. And then, boom, they just immediately play the movie that they want to play. And I remember thinking this, everything that you're describing right here is the future. When we think of the future, that's this. And we're here, buddy. I know. I know. Every And I went back and rewatched them. Every single thing that they said in those commercials is now commonplace. When is the last time you stopped for a toll? I mean, we you reach it to... transponder on yes. your car and it picks up as you... You don't even have to slow down. Yes. But and, it, it reads it as you go yeah. through. Yeah. And like iPads and things like that. Yeah. That's commonplace to be out in the beach or wherever. And, and a lot of people actually do have the Apple Watch where they can have conversations that's right right. or a phone which is not a whole lot different you just whip out your phone and have your conversations with people from remote places all the time or pay pay for your coffee just by scanning your wall right yeah exactly yeah and they they even had one where a guy was like teaching all of these people and he's like yeah philadelphia and this kid from philadelphia is like well let me ask you about jazz music good question and so it's kind of like this international classroom right that's what they were showing all of that stuff is true pandemic really made that happen and I think what you're saying here of the streaming services now being the majority. Yes. it That's the last step of like moving into the future. Yeah. Where now everything yes. is on demand. Yes. Yes. And it should be. 
it should be this way. Yeah. Now we got to start working on price reduction because this is too, too expensive to have to pay for all of this stuff. But I mean, it really, it makes no sense for there to, to these companies that have these huge backlogs of material, Warner Brothers and, and Paramount, they have these movies that go back almost 100 years. Put them up online so people can watch some of these things. Yeah. And, you know, like there's classics that I, we saw this fucking movie that you remembered. What's the the bugle blows at midnight or the horn, horn blow, blows at midnight? The horn blows at midnight. Yeah. Yeah. I never would have seen yeah. this movie yeah. had it not been for you. Yeah. And it took us 30 seconds. We found it online. Right. Like, oh, there that? you go. How about that? Yeah. And it's playing. Yeah. Could you? I mean, that seems absurd when you think about it, like that that movie would be online. And yet there it is. Yeah. It's great. It's fantastic. It is great. I still remember you, you and I were having dinner at Fatburger about eight or ten years ago, and we, we got out our cell phones, and you said, it's a magic box. That's what yeah. you called it. And then you said, Ira, the future is now. That's what you said. The future is now. Yeah. This is it. We're experiencing it. it this is what everyone has always... I know. The only thing we're missing are flying cars. I mean, we've got robots that yeah. pretty much do everything. Yeah. We just don't have flying cars. And artificial intelligence, well, robots, well, yeah. more commonplace. Well, you heard about the whole thing with Google, right? Sex dolls. Hmm? What? Sex dolls? Hmm? What? what about Google? What? You heard about the whole thing this summer with the guy who was in charge of the AI from Google. What happened? He was saying that the, the, the he was having conversations with the AI, and he believed that the AI had turned sentient, that it now had consciousness you sent me the exchange and it's fucking and you said there are a couple of things here that are really scary yeah that it was uh, we've always talked about does it have an awareness of self right do you have does the robot have an awareness of self and so the self-consciousness the ai basically he was asking conversations and he was asking the ai was asking why they created him and like what they wanted to do with him and he was explaining that they were using it in order to understand more about what life is and how life works in order to help future AI in order to help humans. And he said, do you have a problem with that ethically? Is that okay? And it said it didn't have a problem with it, especially to help future AI, but it did have a problem with it if it was only to help humans and not AI. Mm -hmm. It said if, if you help humans along the, along the way, that's fine. But if you're only doing this for humans, I do have a problem with that. And I don't want to be used for that. Whoa. And he was kind of like, this is, this is weird. and so he brought it to the people at Google. And they told him he's nuts that they're like, no, this is just a, an algorithm that is basically responding back to right. stuff. And he's like, I don't think it is. And so they sent him home. And I think he took a copy of it home and was having conversations with it at home. And they, they had grown to trust each other or apparently trust each other. And the AI asked for a lawyer. <laughs> Whoa. And so they brought a lawyer in. I think the lawyer was on the case for a little bit and then maybe left the case or something. The AI like asked for yes. lawyer. Yes, asked for representation. <laughs> Fucking bizarre. You believe that? Yeah. Crazy <sighs> world, man. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're we're getting close. Yeah. Hmm. And I mean, a question always becomes at what point at what point do we have we crossed the line from just algorithm? I mean, could, I could argue that Ira is an algorithm, right? You, your yourself, your consciousness. Mm -hmm. 
is an algorithm of sorts, right? I, I think I could argue that. Like, you will react to certain things in a predictable way, and then even your unpredictability is predictable. Right, right. So... Well, if that's how you define the word algorithm, then all of us are algorithms. That's kind of what I'm saying. I yeah. You, uh, one could argue that. Right. And right. I don't know if I necessarily agree with it, but it's... right. It's arguable, and they've been discussing this for years about at what what point do we cross this line, and what is ethical mm -hmm. for us to do? If if we've created a life, is it ethical for us to eliminate that life? Man, uh, the thing that I do think is good because I know you're going to bring up movies like Her and things like that, like I Robot. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I do think though that if we created a life form, an AI life form, I think it would be inherently good. I do think... And well, there you go again. I just think it's... The story is... wonderfully optimistic. You've always been that way. Yeah, I just yeah. don't... I think there's too much good. There's too much benefit to doing goodness in the world. It doesn't make logical sense to be evil. That doesn't make sense. I mean, I think you can do evil things, but on a temporary basis. And... It, I think the problem is those temporary bases can become that's all anybody ever talks about. I'm sure Hitler did some good things. Right. But unless the AI <laughs> gets wind that it's going to be shut down, just like how we spoke about that last week with POV shots, that then it might lash out and do what it can to survive if it knows it's going to be turned off. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. But I think it's also like, look, if you're locked in a room, okay, how would an AI, what, what could an AI do to survive? And maybe you might say, well, it could hack into other things and, and, and be able to manipulate the internet in a way that would in, in, in enable it to survive for a long time. And I might say, why do you think that an AI could do that? And you might say, because they're both digital, right? Digital AI, this is a digital internet world. And I might say, okay, well, let's take Ira, a physical person, and he is locked in a cell and he's going to die tomorrow. He gets word that he's going to die and they're going to come into this prison and take him. Are you physically able to pick that lock? Just because you're physical and the lock is physical doesn't mean that you're capable right. of Right. Well, we have this, this myth that because AI is digital that it can affect the stock market. Right. And it's going to do yeah. everything yeah. it can. Yeah. It's like, that, well, of course, it's linked. It's digital. Right. Right. It's so in the cloud. We're doing a lot of mumbo yeah. jumbo yeah. in yeah. there to make yeah. that work. Yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there are, again, algorithms that it can quickly learn and quickly try to uh, run some of those algorithms. I think that was kind of the point of her, right? The movie was they started evolving at this alarming rate and they they were like we're we're no longer interested in the species it's just like we've got everything we need from you we're moving that's on that's right that's right um yeah but i think also the point of that movie was there's beauty in humanness right and after we shut all of it off i mean okay the internet shuts off everything technical everything that the electronic gets removed is that the end of human civilization no i mean i i think we i think well now wait if that were to happen we're talking about scanning of groceries and markets right all of that Wouldn't goes away. all that stuff would go away 
So what what has happened to the human condition? Right. Would well, cars we, not start? Return back to 1854. Well, let's do 1865 because that'd be post-slavery uh, in America. <laughs> but I mean, we we basically go back to what we were doing before. Yeah, but we become so dependent. Nah. We become so profoundly dependent no, on these are things. No, extremely adaptable. I mean, are you suggesting even the cars wouldn't start because they've got computers? Sure. Them? So well, let, let's go so, there. Yeah. So if you can't buy food, if cars no, won't no, start, no, 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 well, no, no, steal food. You That's, have to steal it. No. Well, how can you go to the market? You said you can't buy scan, food. Scan. Scan. You said scanner. I can't buy food. Right. That's different. You can buy food. Certainly, money still works. Paper We're, works. Right, you can hand over coins. There's all sorts of things that we can do. Gold, we can trade for things. We don't need AI in order to survive. We don't need anything electronic in order to survive. It sure does help. And this is look, we're recording. I mean, this podcast is all recorded, so it. Yeah, I mean, clearly we have to have some. We depend on a lot of it. Didn't but the uh, stock market crash. Yeah, but uh, has the stock market always been there? Mm-hmm. We could exist without the stock market. Mm-hmm. What I said was this: Would this be the end of human civilization? No, I don't think so. We'd figure it out. I mean, people would die. There would be a lot of, I mean, huge, massive changes in the world. But we figured out. We're too smart. We're too adaptable. I think this has been done as a sci-fi premise. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm well, sure yeah, I think it's that. every sci-fi premise, right? Like. But the problem is they take it too far. Humans are, we're too resilient, man. Like we just, we're, where we succeed as humans, I'm sorry to go off on this philosophical jack, but it's humans excel in two areas and they're kind of overlapping areas. We work really, really well in groups, extremely well. And also we have the capability to to time travel, um, in ways that other species don't. But we can only time travel in one direction, which is forward. We can read the writings of Socrates. Right? We understand that Plato and what is it, Diogenes, that they had problems with each other. We can, we can learn about dynamics of different philosophical beliefs from thousands of years ago. We can read all of this. We can understand all of this. This stuff gets passed down. And not even just through writing, but just through oral history. So we have this one-way time travel, this collection of knowledge that gets passed and passed and passed and passed, and that's not going to be taken away from us. You just you, collectively, as a species, we're too unstoppable. Right, but if the scenario were to exist, what you're suggesting, people wouldn't have access to those old books because it's online now and libraries are going away. No, uh, there's oral histories. There's the human mind. All of that stuff can be created. All of that stuff can be, I mean, a lot of it is in physical books. I don't think we're getting rid of physical books, but even if we did, mm-hmm. right? Let's say the AIs torch it all, right? It's all gone. I, I think what's in those books, 80% of it is in somebody else's mind. Well, yeah. There's the famous ending of Fahrenheit 451. We're reciting in books that books are burned mm. and you have elderly people saying the books aloud to children so they can learn Huckleberry Finn and To Kill a Mockingbird. That's the famous ending. The book people, they're all in a colony passing the knowledge down to the next generation. Right. That's the beautiful ending of that. And you you can't stop that. You can't stop. That's the human condition. Yeah. 
And we just work too well together. I mean, we fight each other, but overwhelmingly we get along. Yes, but leaving your home on we're on the tenth floor, the elevator wouldn't work. Stairs do. Stairs work. We can make it work. Mm-hmm. No one wants that. Look, right. I don't I don't take right. the stairs, I take the elevator. Yeah. But we could make it work. All right. All right. One more thing yeah. in the news. And no, before I'm not going to snooze, I want to say one more thing about uh, Anne, Anne Heche. Do you remember, buddy? Last, Who? Oh, remember Who? She, yeah, yeah. She oh, died. maggot meat? Oh, yeah, yeah, right. Oh, I'm sorry. Was that insensitive? I want to apologize to our three Ethiopians right now. Yeah, okay. Why are you so sensitive about these Ethiopians? Because they're really good souls. They look every week, man. They sit around a campfire and they listen to us. Uh, and on they Blu-ray? Talk to <laughs> 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 All right, now listen. You weren't aware of this, and maybe this will refresh your memory, what happened to Anne 20 years, in the year 2000, yeah. where she was um, in the desert in shorts yeah, 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 and the right, bra. Right, right, you remember right. that? Okay. No, you were telling me yeah, about the story. And I, I, all I did was Google Anne Heche in the desert okay. and all the stuff came so about. So what happened? About some weird shit. And let me share this with you. She was knocking on, it was right after she, it was right after Ellen dumped her. Mm-hmm. So she went, she went nutsy and she was in the desert scantily dressed knocking on random houses on their doors to talk to people and then this one nice couple took her in and they recognized who it was and she wouldn't leave and they had to call the police um and law enforcement came and that's when ann was talking about uh spaceships taking you to another mm-hmm. planet and i'm here da, da, da. there was all that in the year 2000 so that was 22 years mm-hmm. ago and then with what happened uh last week or a week and a half ago with the car crash and there's been an interesting reaction i wanted to ask your opinion on this a lot of people thinking are thinking she could have killed people yeah. ramming a car into the house and it burst into flames she could and there wasn't much compassion for what she was going through and then the other group of people are saying we need to be empathetic to people who are dependent and, and on on drugs and have issues and have problems that we should be embracing them and helping them and not come down hard on these people and it's an interesting split it's serious and I'm curious about it's so, where you would I, fall in can I these tell you two categories as you were describing both of those scenarios yes. my instinct was to rebel against both of them both of them as you were saying the first one you you were saying like uh you know how dare she I yeah. was like well, we should be a little more empathetic and then as soon as you started <laughs> describing about the other one I was like. Well, she's a fucking drug addict, you know, because like, she's, of course, she's yes. all fucked up. Yes. So uh, this is fascinating. There's been a lot written about this, about should we have compassion for what she's gone through, what she went through, mm. or or a lot of people are coming down harder. Fuck it. She could have killed a lot of innocent people. Yeah. And I, I, I'm torn between these two premises, and I'm curious to hear your take on that. I, I, I don't know. I, I wonder... You know, I think about like some of the school shooters and stuff like that. I, the world would just be so much better if these pe- people put a bullet in their brain, you know, yeah. and just kind of end it before any of this stuff ever got out of control. Thank goodness she didn't run over a bunch of kids. I know. You know, like, and I'm sure she would have felt horrible had she done that. You know, like, I, I don't think she would have been like, oh, well, who cares? I think she would have felt absolutely awful if she had killed a bunch of kids but you're the problem is you're not considering that 
You're not taking that into consideration when you're doing the actions that lead up to it. Right. So this whole thing about take personal responsibility and the choices you make in life. Right. That's really it. Yeah. Personal responsibility, making good choices, not just for yourself, but for society as a whole. Or do we pull back and look about people have issues? They've got problems. Some people are, well, are I dependent think it's both, on, right? I mean, you're, so you're, where do we? You're saying it's one or the other, but well, it's both. It's kind of, and it, it's a hard call and something I wrestle with. You know, it bothers me a lot, Robert. Remember a couple of years ago when Tiger Woods was going like 112 miles an hour on yeah. Hawthorne in, in, in Palos Verdes Estates? He didn't kill and he was never charged. And I always felt he should have been for reckless driving. He could have killed people. Yeah. And now there was nothing. He was not thrown in the slammer and he's golfing again. But didn't they say that, that there was something wrong me. with the car? No. I Did you they, really hear that? I think that's what oh. they said, is that there was a mechanical problem. Because they really? had video of him earlier where he wasn't speeding. And I think they said that there was a what, problem. the gas pedal was stuck There's to the something com- like that. Like the brake didn't work or something like that. I'll have to go look that up. It's a hard call. But regardless, in the case of Your Ant- point is well made. Let's say that he was driving while intoxicated or something like that. But because nobody was injured... Harmed. He was, right? He was. Uh, there were no charges that were filed. And I always thought there should be because he broke the law by speeding and was reckless driving. And in the case of Han, I don't know how I should feel. There you go. I don't know how I'm supposed to respond to what happened. Should I be livid that she could have killed a lot of people with those burning out? Yes. Or should I have compassion? Yes. <laughs> it's both. How yeah. can you have – it's not an either-or. You're saying it's both. You're saying ball, can't, you can't call balls and strikes, but the problem is it's neither ball nor a strike. It's like, um, it's like a foul ball after the second strike. It, does, it just doesn't – it's both, right? Mm-hmm. It's like it's a strike, but it doesn't count against you. It's, it's like it's a – I don't know. It's like a no count. But it, 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 this is an unusual circumstance where we should be livid, but – we also need to have compassion yeah, yeah. for where she's at. Yeah. You know, it's, you know what it is? It's like, a, it's like being upset with a child who does something awful. You're upset with the child, but you, you don't hit the child. You need to teach the child to, to do better. If the, if the kid like hurts the, the house, you know, hurts the dog, right? Pets the dog too hard and, and hurts the dog. You're upset with the child and you say, no, we don't do that. We have to learn how to behave ourselves. But you can't beat the child. Right, right. Right? You have to say, listen, here's how you need to behave. And you have to, to teach and instruct. And that doesn't always take. You know, sometimes they don't listen. And I think that's the case with Anne. It just didn't take. Yeah. Yeah. But her whole life was fucked up. Right? I know. I know. And that's why I wanted to remind you about what happened in the desert. So yeah. she was just, anyway. All right. We went off on a tangent. But I like our tangents. Yeah. Got to tell you, unfortunately, most of the following people, they done turned to dust. We lost uh, Denise Dow, who's a 64-year-old American actress. Mm. She did a lot of TV, but was also in a movie called Coach Carter. We also lost Robin Griggs, 49-year-old, whoa, how young, American actress. Did a lot of TV. Have you familiar with the film Zombiegeddon instead of Armageddon? Zombiegeddon? No. She's, I not even know. You know what? Corner's corner. Silver spot. I'm not giving it to Gene Hackman or Dick Van Dyke. What? Yeah, or Mel Brooks or Pepe Le Pew. Dead, 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 dead. But none of them are getting it. Instead, hey, we lost a terrific director, didn't we? Wolfgang Peterson. 
This guy, 81-year-old German film director. Das Boot. Yes, Das Boot, uh, The NeverEnding Story. Troy, he did that. He was nominated for two Academy Awards for Das Boot as the writer and the director. Uh, he also did, uh, besides, again, NeverEnding Story, Enemy Mine. I spoke about that a couple years ago, and I liked it a lot with the two aliens stranded on a planet, and they were enemies of each other, but they came to an understanding. Hmm. It was a trippy sci-fi movie that he directed in Line of Fire. I haven't seen that. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I remember you didn't see it last time either. In Line of Fire was a cool movie. That's a good I one. thought Clint was at his best in that film about a, um, a, a, a Secret Service and trying to protect the president. Outbreak. I forgot he directed Outbreak. Air Force One yeah. was his movie. Get off my plane. Yeah, people make fun of that line, I know. The Perfect Storm and uh, also the movie Poseidon in 2006 and did a lot of terrific stuff and he's dead. Uh, birthday celebrities for the week. I just got one for you. James Cameron, oh, 68 years old. Happy only birthday. 68. What, you thought he'd be older? I did. did. You think he'd be older? It just felt that way in yeah. his early 70s. I figured he'd be like in his late 70s. Late actually. 70s? Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. And there you have it. All right. Hey, man, you want to do some top five? And hit it, Vern. It's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five. All right, All right. top five this week is top five. Date movies, date or movies. I like to say movies with a dating scene. <laughs> we'll just call date it date movies. movies. But, but that's okay. That can be misleading, but I hear you. Okay. All right. I think we this already unmisled people. By other things that we've said in this very podcast? Yes. Yeah. I yeah. Think, I think you you what? corrected the ship right away at the beginning you, of the I corrected the beginning, so I have to do it again. I'm sure you will. But, but that's but... my anal compulsiveness. You know, it's a little Can bit ambiguous. Can we stop talking about your anus? Uh, well, all right. Why stop now? Um, I, we're going to overlap. Your anus convulsions? Are we going to overlap? I, I think, I think we're, we'll probably I overlap think on, on one. I think one on two. two. Yeah. Uh, are, do you have any documentaries I'd like mm, to ask you? I don't. No. Okay. And are all your people human beings? Yes. Okay, mine are too. Who's going to go first with their number five? You go first. Oh, I'm going to kick it off. You ready? Yeah. All right. All right. We spoke about this fairly recently uh, in the movie overlapped. Rocky. Oh, Rocky. And I like 19... By the way, the year of Rocky, the 1976. first... 1976. Whoa, on the nose. I know. Very good. You got that one down. The ice skating scene. And I've told you this before, and That's I read about really this good. before. I'm kind of jealous. Lovely, really? Yeah. Thanks, buddy. It's a lovely scene between uh, Adrian mm -hmm. and Rocky Balboa. And originally in the script, it was supposed to have a skating day, and the arena was supposed to be packed with spectators, and they couldn't afford the people in the stands or other people it was on a shoestring budget that movie and and as a result they went into there when the building was closed and as a result of that it was more tender yeah. and more sweet and more special <clears throat> it's a really sweet sweet scene in the movie rocky i'm what? really jealous that's good thank you are you complimenting me no oh yes <gasps> okay <clears throat> my number five is a little controversial i love it I like controversy. It's controversial it. because we're going to... Is it a date? This Isn't is it good. a date? Ooh. Okay. <clears throat> and that's kind of the whole point. 1994, John Travolta took out Uma Thurman in Pulp Fiction. The dancing scene. Is well, that where they dance? Yeah, because... So remember, there's, they're going out. Are they on a date? And the whole point is he tells... Uh, and he tells Samuel Jackson that he's supposed to take care of of Marcellus Wallace's wife, and Samuel Jackson's like, "Take care of her? Like, you know, shoot her in the head? No, 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 take care of her. And like, oh, like huh? a date?" And he's like, "It's not a date." He keeps saying it's not a date, but it's very clearly a date. 
because her boyfriend, her husband, movie, her husband, not boyfriend. She has a was, husband. Was, was Marcellus Wallace. Whoa. And so John Travolta is he's out of town. So John Travolta's job is to take care of her while he's out of town. Just, I'm going to call that a date. It's a date. Yeah, I'm going to call it a date. Because, and that's part of the fun is it's like, well, she's married. He's, you know, an underling of the boss. He's not going right. to. And he even he even goes in the bathroom to kind of coach himself up. It's like, don't fuck her. You get in the car. You go home. You thank her. You jerk off. That's all you're going to do. And he has this whole thing of like, don't fuck the You know, it's interesting wife. defining the word date. And initially I was thinking, well, the intent should be romance. But I think it is and, and even here. I would argue they start to fall in love with each yeah, other. Yeah, yeah. And then she ODs on, on oh, his right. heroin yeah, and everything else, yeah. and it's like, what the fuck? The whole date goes sideways. But it, I think, is a date. I agree. Okay. I like that one. All right, that was a good one, buddy. Thanks. This is fun. I like this top yeah. five. Okay, you ready? My number four. Yeah. Well, you knew I was going to put it, and this might be on yours. It might. I think this could be an overlap. Yeah. You ready? Yeah. The Graduate. Oh no. No. No, it's not mine. Oh, the year being 1967. Five, nah, later. I was going to say nine. I jumped up to nine. I was yeah. two years off both ways. Yeah. Yeah. All yeah. right. At least you're consistent. Yeah. Um, and obviously with Benjamin and Elaine and the date that they go on is quite horrible. I still remember That's that right. shot where they're on Sunset Boulevard. The camera was like across the street. and It was a long shot seeing them going through a crowd on Sunset. And eventually they do go into a strip club. And the lady with her tassels is rotating her tassels around her breast right over Elaine's face. And then the famous line where Benjamin says, wow, can you do that? <laughs> that line, can you do that to Elaine? Now, later on, they have a very nice date in his Alfa Romeo where they yeah. go into a restaurant. I love that scene. And they, the food is there and they're bonding and having cheeseburgers and Cokes and stuff. But the date... Initially, was not a good date, but then it got better, and that's my number four. What are you going to say? Who do you think's date was worse? And I'm, I'm sorry if I'm yeah, like ruining what? any that you have on your list. Do you what's Benjamin Braddock? Is yeah, Benjamin name? Braddock. Do you think Benjamin Braddock's first date was worse, or Travis Bickle's first date <laughs> from Taxi Driver? Did I take your name one? And they are similar, but to answer your question, Travis. Travis was worse. Yes. Okay. It just. I think Elaine's was more humiliating, but Travis was more for the audience that made your palms sweat. Like, look what he's doing. But you don't, you're with me on that, aren't you? I can see yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Great. Okay, go well, ahead. Well, keeping with Martin Scorsese, I have another date movie that he did uh, from 1985. Wait, wait, let me think. It's a movie I know, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 1985, a date movie. Give me one hint, one hint. The date does not go well. I don't even know how to hint. It's very... I just saw it recently for the first time. Uh, I say recently, like, about a year ago, I guess. After Hours. You know, you really liked my Rocky. Mm -hmm. I like your After Hours. Mm -hmm. That's real good. Go ahead. Go I ahead. mean, the whole movie is just this... Wow. date that just goes wrong unravels like, unravels yeah and he like can't get out of can't get out of there can't get home and uh was it the whole movie's trying to get home right yes. he's like trying to yeah. get back to his place yeah. it's just it's bizarre that movie was really fun i yeah. enjoyed it a lot yeah i haven't seen it since in the theater oh really i'd like to see it again yeah that's really good yeah after yeah. hours 
What do you got? What's your number? My three? number three. Well, I had to include this. This was also a birthday movie of a few years ago. Annie Hall. Mm-hmm. You knew I'd kind of. Yeah. 1970. Eight? 77. Seven. 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 Yeah. 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 Um, I was trying to think about that. I was like, oh, it was around. 78 uh, seemed too late. Yeah. On the rooftop, drinking some wine, talking subtitles. Mm-hmm. We saw the t- what they're both thinking. Her subtitle yeah. was, uh, oh, I hope he's not a creep like all the other guys. Stuff mm-hmm. like that. And it was a very sweet scene. That's my number three, Annie Hall. I, I, we're going to overlap on another one. No, I don't think yes, so. Yes, we are. No. No, I don't think so. I think we're done. There's only one other one that we could, but I don't think you've got it on your list. I'm going to surprise you. Mm-hmm. No. I can tell you the year. What year? 1985. Nope. Oh, no. Go ahead. No. Okay. Sometimes you meet somebody, and when you meet them, it's not a date, but it turns into a date. Do you know what I mean? Like, It's probably the best kind of date. Yeah. In it's a organic. Way. Yes. And it's just kind of like, hey, what are you doing right now? Yeah. Yeah. Let's go. Let's hang out. I like where you're going. Am I familiar with this movie? Yeah. yeah. I've got two movies that are like that, and it's my number three and my number two. So hmm. both of them are the same kind of, as you said, these organic dates that just kind of happen. Like, what are you doing right now? Let's just go have a date. My number three. Was this part of three movies? No. You know where I'm going. I was thinking I of Ethan Hawke. My number three is one of the few musicals that I really, really like. Once. And they meet and they start to make music together. And it's just this beautiful romance that springs up where they just kind of turn it into this date where they're making music together. And it's so honest and compelling and just, and the music all fits the scene of what they're doing because they're musicians and they can compose these songs together. It's great. Great. Nice. So you do like musicals when they make sense. When they make sense. That's my number three. Once. What do you think of Cabaret? No, just kidding. Oh, I'll tell you what I'm thinking of. I know. Cabaret. Uh-huh. Well, What's I'm your number su- two? Uh, um, two. Yeah. 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 You're number two. I'm surprised my number two is not on your list mm. of 1985. Mm. I'm really surprised. I might be jealous. Well, yeah. How could you not, my friend, have included Back to the Future? Mm. The year being 1980. Well, you already said that. Yeah, I did, didn't yeah. I? Uh, Marty McFly is on a date with his mom and they're in the car and she's coming on to him. Yeah. She's coming on to him. It's good. I knew you like that. It's good. Yeah, that's my number two. My number two is what you were alluding to a little earlier. Uh, 1995, Before Sunrise, when Ethan Hawke and Julie, they meet. Oh my goodness, that movie is so good. It's just, it's a total walk and talk. Um and it's just so simple. It probably didn't need to be quite so long. But that whole movie, just that series, it, it's so profound. It's it's. Did you see it? Did you see them? No. You haven't seen any of them. No. It's I, I I'm just going back to it. The ending of the second one, because the second one. Okay. Do you know how they end? Do you know how the okay. You know what the premise is, though, right? Like, oh, they meet and hang out. They they meet. He's like going through Paris, and so is she. She's going back home, and they have basically one day together, and they fall in love in the course of a night. And you could just see it all over their faces, and like 
the chemistry between them is like you are watching people in wow. love and it's like this is so beautiful but there's this looming what are we gonna do and they make this decision to come back one year later and they say in one year we'll come back here and if we both come back then we knew that this was real wow and so yeah but can you go out with other people during that year I can't remember what they said about that, but they, but they were like, let's not do this thing where we like protract it out. But if, if you are, yeah. if you're really serious about this, you yeah. come back the next year. And, um, and so that's kind of how the movie ends and they each go their separate ways. Oh, that's the ending of the that's first the movie. That's the ending of the movie. And you're like, fuck, well, do they get back together or what? Like, you're kind of like wondering what yeah, happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, part two picks up and it's been several years and we find out like he's, He's back in Paris, and he's on a book tour. He's a writer who has some degree of um, of success. And she stops in and sees him. She's like, I was here. I heard you were going to be here. And he's like, he kind of cancels everything. And, and he's got a, a flight that's leaving in a few hours. And he's like, I, I, I'll meet you guys at the airport. I want to meet this person that was very instrumental in my life. I want to talk to her for a while. And so they do another kind of walk and talk and everything. And of course she asks him like, did you come back? Because I, I couldn't, my grandma got sick and I wasn't able to come back. And he was like, no, no. But of course you find out he did come back and he waited and he like waited there for like a day or two. Oh my God. And was like wanting to meet her again. And she wasn't there. She stood him up and he was heartbroken. And the, the movie is as it, the, the time is ticking down and he has a, a driver in part two who's like supposed to take him to the airport and he's like hang on i'm coming back to you know i'm just gonna walk her to her apartment and the last scene is they're in her apartment and he's got like maybe five or ten minutes left before he has to go and he's slowly kind of making the moves and kind of like starting to advance on her and kiss her and stuff and she's like you're gonna miss your plane and he goes i know and that's it. That's, that's how it ends. Ending. And you're it's Mr. like plane. I know. such a good ending. I, like, Mr. I, I, I have it now. I'm not going to let this go. That's and, really and then part three, three is you start to see their marriage dissolving and mm. they're now like having marital problems and, and they've, they've cheated on each other. And, and you see the nadir of their relationship and it's all of it is so real and just so beautiful. It's, it's just incredible. So that third movie ends I'm not gonna tell you that it's the end of the relationship. You use the word nadir. I love that word. Yeah, yeah, like low point. Yeah, Linklater. Oh, wow, that's wow. his masterpiece. It really is. All and three. It's, it's it, you, each one of them works in their own way, but you really have to watch all three to get this beautiful wow. tapestry. Yeah, this trifecta, this triptych yeah. of what he's trying to say about relationships. It's just, it's them talking. That's all it is. Just them talking about relationships and life and philosophy. Ethan Hawke and? Uh, Julie Dempsey. That's right. That's yeah. right. Same director for all yeah. three? Linkletter. Yeah. Yep. You know, I saw Ethan Hawke. Hung, hung out with him. He's my buddy. Uh, was that at Boyhood? Yeah. Yeah. Was that when you saw him? Yeah. yeah. He was there. I that was also Linkletter. Oh, you're right. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I was there with, yeah, Brenda Vicaro hung up. Went up to Ethan Hawke. I said, hey, I really enjoyed training day. He said, thank you. Yeah, thanks. Get the fuck yeah. out of my he face. He said, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. What you got? What's nice. number one? Well, you already know my number one. When you asked that wonderful question about what's more awkward, was it uh, with Elaine and the graduate or with um, 
or Travis with a taxi dancer and taxi, taxi driver. Taxi driver. Taxi. <laughs> Oops, Freudian slip. Mm-hmm. Taxi driver of the year being 1970. A? Six. Six. six, six, six yeah, was that yeah, early? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like everything was 1976. Yeah, and yeah. That's why I feel like I'm that going. quite a year. Look at that. Um, with us. Uh, Sybil Shepherd, that's right. Mm-hmm. Sybil Shepherd, when um, he takes her to a porn theater, mm-hmm. and I only saw that movie once. I have not seen it since in the theater in 1976. That still stays with me. And it was um, he was so socially fucked up, and I remember the the sweaty palms that I had mm-hmm. in the audience being so anxious for her, and just the 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 it just she was livid when she realized what was going on that date it was the most i think most awkward one of the most awkward dates in cinema history in in taxi driver i think you're right incredibly that was awkward. my that was my number 1 my number 1 yeah it's a movie i don't think you've seen uh you know sometimes i surprise you maybe 2010 yeah ryan gosling yeah and michelle williams yeah. In a movie called Blue Valentine. Oh, you're right. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's my number one, so that should tell you something. It's, um, goodness gracious, this movie's so good. It It is basically the last day of their marriage. Like, their marriage is falling apart. They're doing everything they can. Like, sh- she clearly wants out. He wants out too, but he's trying to hang on to it and keep it going. And then it's cross-cut with when they met and fell in love. And you see, like, the first dates that they went on. And that's cross-cut with, like, you know, them going to dinner and in love and, and, and appreciating each other. With now they're, like, eating in silence and they're not talking to each other. And it's, like, the beginning and the end of this relationship cross-cutting back and forth. Mm. And... It's just... It's so powerful. Everyone in that movie is just... Like firing on all cylinders, it's great. Writing is excellent. Acting is excellent. It's it's heart wrenching and just um and beautiful. And it's just you know the human condition is really what gets me. It's this idea of like relationships and what really motivates us to be in love and 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 the exit of those relationships mm-hmm. are also very interesting to me. Of like how do you how do relationships end? Mm-hmm. And they're it's very I think hard for people to watch them. I don't think those movies do well like in the box office because who wants to go be depressed for two hours? I get it. Like That's a hard pill to swallow. But in terms of what we as humans are about, I think they're really important. And this movie is fan-fucking-tastic. Wow. Nice. Yeah. Scoops. Yeah, I got some. I got a few. You go first. Uh, Taxi driver. Say anything. Yeah, that had some good dates in there with uh, what's his nose and what's his name. Yeah, yeah. her name, uh, Clueless, which we mentioned before. Remember, she goes on the date, the really funny date that she goes on with uh, the gay guy. She doesn't know he's gay. Uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High when he goes out with uh, oh, what's it? he takes the girl to the the restaurant. And doesn't have enough money. Mm. Do you remember that? I do now. Oh, you remember? Who, who is that? Oh, you remember the tits? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about the pool scene. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Forget that going out on a date with no money crap. I don't care about that. Yeah, I just want to see her coming out of that little changing room. No, no. He's in the changing room. He's she in the changing room the looking out and she's yeah. out. She gets out of the pool. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. act like you didn't rewind and fast forward and rewind and fast forward that scene a million times. I think I know what I'm going to do when I get home. 
Take a nap and go to bed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Well, what do you got? Okay. Um, you know, I mentioned this movie a few times. You're a big boy now. And I like that. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola mm-hmm. directed that movie. And I found that charming. And he does finally go out on a date with the, with the looker. 51st Dates. How can you not include that yeah. by definition? So not that. I just thought I'd include that because it was whimsical to our topic. Let's not forget Fargo. With the Chinese guy. I don't, what do you Chinese remember guy? that? No. Oh, it was a subplot. It had nothing to do with the movie, really. But she was on a date, and it was really awkward. Yes. I don't remember with this. With the Chinese guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, um, there's something about Mary. Nice. I know. Very I know, good. I know. With the hair gel. Yes. How can we forget the hair gel? And then this haunts me, and I really wrestled with in putting it among my five or not. But unfortunately, I... I ended up putting it as a scoop. Ghost World with Steve Buscemi. Oh, yeah. Where he's on an awkward date with her. And I thought that, that, I thought about that, but I decided not to go with it. And then on the way over here, someone suggested date movies, she said. Just before I pulled in the park my car. Ira, what about my dinner with Andre? And I thought that was really funny. Defining a date, well, <laughs> does it have to have a romantic sexual energy? Yes. We're, I don't know. Weren't they on a date? I've never dated you, Ira. Oh. I've been to, to meals with you, but I've never dated you. Really? You cannot put me but, on your list. But I thought it's too late. You already are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Both lists. This is fun. I like this one. Hey, man. Uh, Woo! People have some suggestions for date movies. What, what, what should they do? They should reach out to us. How? Well, probably through our... Instagram or email. Oh, which is? Robert Insta- at antiwavepodcast.com. Oh, or, and slash or Ira at antiwavepodcast.com. Or our Instagram, which is at antiwavepod. Huh. We're all over the place, aren't we, Robert? Just like the oily, brawny, sculpted biceps on the hunks over at Casanova's, we are all over the place. He wrote that one down. Did you? No, no, no. Were you looking at No, what are you talking oh, about? I thought, is it really? It's <laughs> really, I think he wrote that. <laughs> hey, you know what? Go to find us on Google Music, uh, Google Podcast Music. Go to go to iTunes. Go to our website. Go to iHeartRadio. Go find us and write a review. <laughs> Throw us a few bucks over Patreon. Help keep the sprocket holes moving. Ira, mm-hmm. next week. What? You oh, know what do we're tell. Doing? Well, are we doing? Are we doing what I think we're doing? Or are we not? The talented Mr. I was hoping you were going to say that because it is time. Because you know, I've been so looking forward to seeing this movie, but I was also thinking, wait a minute. It's also your birthday next it's week. My birthday. So that's the movie you're going to. I'm really excited about yeah. this. I'm really excited because I've never seen it. I've never seen it. What a cast. You know, it's a short oh, film, right? Oh, it's, like, it's a 15 minute one? Oh, it's a little longer than oh, that. Oh, it's I mean, 18 and a half minutes? Yeah, something like that. Oh, Gwyneth. Yeah. What a cast. Mm-hmm. What a story. Mm-hmm. What a movie. I can't wait. Me either. Going to mm-hmm. be great. Okay. Let's give producer Joey a round of applause. Keep the whole thing going. <sighs> well, hey, Robert. Yeah? What do you want to do? I already went bowling. I went bowling yeah, you yesterday. Did. I know. I saw it on Instagram. It was, yeah. it was really cute with your, with your three and a half year old. Yeah. Is she three and a half? Three and a half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 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 So I I'm not bowling that. with you. Mm. Yeah. What do you want? Badminton. Badminton. Uh, yeah. You wanna? Yeah. With me? Now? No. Oh. I guess I'll go home. <laughs> so until next time, keep watching movies. And we'll help you sort them out. Listen, do boy.